Hey everyone, this is Gabby and Karim, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Tune in each week to hear us talk about the journey of getting into med school. From GAMSAT to medical interviews, get the insider scoop from med students who have done it all before. So So stay stay tuned and and get ready to get med ready. ready. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Making of an Incredible MD. Today we'll be doing the MMI mini-series. Before we get started, I'd like to do an acknowledgement of countries. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which I am recording today. For me personally, that is the Wurundjeri people and I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging, as well as any First Nations people who might be listening to this podcast today. In terms of the station type today, it's an ethics station. The difficulty is um, about medium. Uh, It's a one minute reading time and one minute per question. The student today is Andrew and the tutor is Gianni. And the station is as follows. You are an employee at a childcare center and you are looking after children. A colleague comes over and begins talking to you and you turn your back on the children. While your back is turned, a child running in the playground falls and breaks their arm. Someone has been fired for a similar situation in the past. Question one is, what would you do? Okay, so um, I think the crux of this scenario is like a, sort of like a duty of care scenario. Um, and it's trying to influence me um, through the potential or pos- possibility that I might be fired. Um, so I think... In answering the question of what I would do, I would do it in a, in a three-step process. Firstly, um, I would have to address the, the safety of the child. Um, and that's my first priority here. And that's my duty of care. Secondly, I'd have to make sure that the rest of the children are safe while this is happening. And thirdly, I'd go through the proper frameworks or, or systems that are in place um, that exist at a child care centre. Or sorry, child, yeah, child daycare centre. So firstly, in um, addressing the child, uh, you'd apply basic first aid principles, run over to the child, etc. cetera, um, apply first, uh, basic first aid principles and make sure that the child is, um, you know, safe from further harm um, and has been stabilised. Um, based off the information I've been provided with, um, they've got a broken arm, so I would probably have to call an ambulance um, just to make sure that they're, um, you know, taken care of further down the track. Um, and then after that ambulance has been called, make sure that the child's as comfortable as possible. Um, I'd perhaps um, organise another um, daycare centre employee to um, ring the child's mother um, or child's mother or father or parent guardian, whoever's available, um, so that we can get them involved as well and, and make sure that they know that their child is going to hospital because um, they'd, they'd probably want to know. So firstly, address the child's um, safety and make sure that they're being taken care of. Secondly, um, obviously the rest of the children, they might be a little bit, uh, you know, hysterical or scared or anything like that once they see, you know, their friend or their peer um, in trouble. So whilst I'm sort of dealing with the safety of the child, I'd also make sure that whoever's available to me, whether that's other staff or, you know, student teachers, whatever, um, we're making sure that the rest of the children are safe, um, you know, and carrying on about whether it sounds like it is at lunchtime or something. 
Um, so, you know, carrying on about their lunchtime and, and not really getting involved or, or worrying about the situation. Because the last thing I want is for, um, you know, the entire childcare centre to be, um, you know, in mayhem. So, uh, and that's following up with my duty of care too. So, uh, secondly, ensuring that the rest of the children are safe and, and continuing on. And then thirdly, um, you know, as any employment centre or any even childcare, child especially, we obviously have a duty of care towards the children and there's frameworks in place, you know, once an incident occurs, incident reports, um, you know, reporting to higher up people in a higher up position. So um, I would go through the proper, proper frameworks and that. So, um, you know, whether it is writing down an incident report or, you know, getting witnesses involved, like the other colleague that you were talking to perhaps, um, and going through the proper, um, you know, framework um, that's in place there. Obviously, the situation is trying to um, influence me from a perspective of, you know, not wanting to get fired, like, and being scared. But at the end of the day, you have a duty of care and you need to fulfil that. And so if a colleague came out to you from the boss's office and told you that they'd covered for you in this situation, what would you do? Um, it's a nice thing to do, but ultimately I don't think it's the, it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, that might conflict with my third point in terms of me reporting, um, you know, putting in incident reports, et cetera, and it's not going to look good for either of us. Um, furthermore, it's putting the, the other colleague at unnecessary harm in terms of if they do get fired. Um, it's Like I said, it's conflicting with my previous reports. So, um, I mean, it's nice of them to do. It's a nice gesture. Um, I would say, you know, perhaps even thank you for, for thinking of me in that situation, but I'd prefer it if you didn't do that. And I'd go through reasons why, have a chat with them um, and ask them to, you know, um, not to do that because... You know, I've done the wrong thing here and, and I need to own up to it. Um, so, yeah. And whether I need to take that conversation privately and do that in a one-on-one -on -one situation, I'm happy to do that. And if the manager asks you if it's because there aren't enough staff on deck, what do you suggest? If the manager said it's not, it's because there's not enough staff on deck. Um, I would say, you know, I'm... I'd, I'd talk to the manager and I'd probably have a conversation with them as to why they think that. Um, I'd brainstorm with them, um, you know, come to some sort of, uh, you know, process of inquiry as to why they think that. Okay. I don't know if I think that I'm, I'm not sure from the situation as to how many staff we do have on. Um, yeah. Although we've run out of time now, just for your own learning, we'll keep going through the remaining, the remainder of the questions. And so just continuing on with that response yeah. for if the manager asks you if there weren't enough staff on deck, what do you think of this? Thanks, Johnny. Um, I would, yeah, like I said, have a process of inquiry with them and talk to them about that um, as to why they think that. Uh, ultimately, from the situation or from the scenario that I've gathered, uh, it wasn't because we had enough or not enough staff. It was because I physically turned my back whilst I'm talking to another staff member. So it seems like we have enough staff there um based off the situation or based off the scenario but uh, ultimately i think having a process of inquiry with the, the manager and talking about why they think that and then coming to some sort of resolution from there and what are the implications of your actions in this situation uh the number one implication is obviously the child um you know getting hurt um as a result, look, and again, it's not really because of as a result of me not looking at them, like me having visual 
um, observation of them doesn't mean that they're going to break their like break or not break their arm. But uh, I guess within the duty of care, you should be having eyes on the kids um, at all times. And and you know, I'm not sure of the contract or the actual stuff in written um, with the with the child daycare centre. But I'm assuming that yeah, you'd you'd have some sort of duty of care, and um, within that duty of care would be to have eyes on the kids. So um, you know, there's that. The second implication is implications within like the actual, the wider staff community. Like, you know, will they be scared as well that I'm going to get fired? And um, will that have implications on how they react to their workplace environment? Um, will they be, you know, constantly looking at the kids now and not wanting to have chats and stuff like that um, because of what's happened today? So that trickle on effect. Um, and then thirdly, obviously within the kids as well, um, you know, if, if word gets around that um you know they broke that broke their arm and and i was at fault for that then you know um there could be a conversation had amongst the kids and some rumors spread there and if it had been an adult who broke their arm for example in a nursing home would the situation be different i don't think it would be different at all i'd still probably take the same three steps um you know addressing the the, the person in in um in concerns uh, safety initially, secondly, addressing everyone else's safety, and then thirdly, going through those proper frameworks. Because like a child daycare centre, um, I'm sure a nursing home would have um, frameworks in place um, in terms of reporting or incident reports, et cetera. And I'd use the same, same exact steps. Okay, really good. Thank you so much for your response. And that concludes our interview. Thanks, Johnny. Okay, so Andy, I really liked your response. And overall, I think it was a really great interview. Mm -hmm. You had very good structure to your answers and you came across very genuine. And your priority was always not, say, you losing your job or uh, what people thought of you, but the child safety, which I think is great and something that we definitely look to in medical professionals. Mm -hmm. uh, you. For your response for the, yeah, no worries, uh, for the first question. I think highlighting that duty of care, I think that was really great. And how you broke it up into three steps. And I think this was really good. The only thing is you did run a bit over time yes. uh, here. And I think, yeah, this question definitely took up the majority of the time, but it's something that you get better with practice as well. So I don't think you yeah. should um, deal too bad with. And really like as well here, yeah, you first of all highlighted that child safety and following the protocol of the workplace which I think as well is something that's really important. We don't expect you to know like the protocol at every single workplace, yeah. but the fact that you're identifying that safety is first, making sure that other children are safe and contacting your supervisor and going through those proper frameworks. I think you did an excellent response, just a little bit okay. long for that first yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> I should have cut it down for sure. <laughs> and I think as well, when you're, for the second question, is someone coming out of the office and saying that they've covered for you, your immediate response was not that, okay, um, how do I do with this now? Can we get out of it? But mm. no, this is not right. It's putting the other colleague as well, that unnecessary harm, which I like that yeah. you noted that they could also get in trouble for them um, lying. And mm. you're like, as well, in my um, response that I had, like is my ideal response, thanking them as well, but saying, no, I'm going to say that like what actually yeah. happened was yeah. kind of right up there. And okay. I really liked how you said, like you could do it in a private situation and one-on-one, -on -one. not everyone needs to know, which mm. I think also is really great. Cool. Thank you. Uh, third. And so 
I liked how your first response was like, oh, yeah, we, can, we can't blame this stuff. Like, it was more so let's have a look and see why did you come to this conclusion that it was because of lack of staff and working out systematically why they came to that and what else could be contributing. Because while I think here the key is you can't, like, um, it's very, very much trying to get you to blame a certain aspect and not put the blame yeah. on yourself. Yeah. But in this situation, it's not necessarily that. That's right. It could contribute, but it's not all of it. Um, yeah, so I, th I think that was a really good response there. And working with your supervisor too, I think highlighting that team-based yeah. approach is really okay. great. And so in the next one as well, so forth, this is when we kind of ran over time. So I think you're trying to be a bit faster as well. Yeah. Um, but good how first thing that came to your mind was child safety as the implication for your actions. And as while I think it was really great that you focused on like that duty of care as well. And your other things that you took into consideration was like the other staff, them being afraid of being fired too and kids. So it's good because it's trying to get you to think about other things, not the immediate. Yeah. And I think this was great, but there were probably a couple other things that maybe would have been good to mention, like say how if word got out about this, so not only are the kids maybe spread rumors, but their parents might have a negative view of the child care center sure. and your supervisor and potentially um, like other centers and like, you know, the higher ups as well. There's a lot of um, yep. roll on effects yep. and as well, this is something that I don't think um, everyone would get, but there's this uh, a second victim ideology. It's something that we talk about in medicine a little bit mm. where um, the moral harm on you for making a mistake um, also contributes in a situation. And mm. so even if you don't directly do something wrong yourself, you may feel the guilt being on you for this child breaking ah, his true. arm. Yeah, myself as a stakeholder too, yeah. Yeah, so I think that could as well be a good thing to mention. And yeah, so for the last one, if it was in a nursing home, I think you approach this really well. Uh, you're like, I don't think it would be different at all either. And because really, if you were working in a nursing home, your job is essentially the same. You're there to take care of the patrons like you are in a childcare centre and you've got a responsibility for supervision and making sure the environment is safe. And so I think you responded to that really well. I guess the main things are like timing. Um, yeah. But besides that, uh, I think you had really good ideas and just trying to, I guess, hit those points in less amount of time and also um, yeah. being a bit more proportional because I think you spent a bit, uh, like yeah. a, lot, a long time on the first question. Agreed. And the others slightly suffered. For sure. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share, and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.